This is GabNet, the great American broadcast network. Talk radio like you've never heard it before. just missed him. There's a gnat flying around this studio, and he's been here for two days now, and it's making me crazy. He flies by my face. Just If you hear me clapping during the show, you know why. Anyway, we're going to start the show in just a couple of minutes. We want you to call us on GabNet Live on Skype. Give us a call. Man, I mean, this this gnat, it's been at least two days in the studio here. I, I There's no food up here. I don't know what it is, but uh, I can't. And then he flies by my face, and I and try to get him, and I, he just gets away from me. Anyway, welcome to the program. It's a, uh, it's a Wednesday night edition of The Exchange. I'm Rob Alfano. It's the last edition of The Exchange this week. Tomorrow and Friday, we do The Exam. It's our game show. There he is again. It's our game show. It starts at 9 p.m. And uh, we've got a, a quiz show, a game show tomorrow night. And we're going to do another one on Friday night this week. So I uh, hope you join us for those the next couple of days. In just a few minutes here, we are going to open up our Skype lines and give you a chance to communicate your ideas, your feelings, your thoughts with us right here. GabNet Live is how you do that. Or you can call us at um, 347 357 that's uh, the ways that you can reach us so let's let's launch skype right now and and see who's out there this evening <clears throat> excuse me and i wanted to remind you that uh you can uh look he just we well, just went right by me there did i get him no all right i'm gonna get him tonight i promise you he's I, i've been letting him fly by me uh, these last couple of nights, and th- this night he's going to go. This guy's going down tonight, this fly. <laughs> <laughs> Rin is on the phone with us, uh, and uh, Damien is calling in right now. He just flew by me again as I was pressing the button to get Damien, or I would have tried to get him. Anyway, the Ramble at 10 p.m. Eastern tonight, and at midnight, it's um, Revelstoke Gym's Canadian content. And, of course, it's Wednesday night. So that means we're going somewhere, we're doing something. An adventure. An adventure. We don't know what that adventure is. It may be killing a gnat, for all I know. <laughs> I have no idea. But Jim uh, use a tank. You Let's know just... what? I, I've come to the conclusion that Revelstoke Jim can spend the hour killing a gnat or two hours, and you'll just sit there mesmerized by it. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's uh, that's a cool thing. Uh, we're also joined by Damien, and now uh, Dan Meyer has joined in. Um, um yeah. There you go. How is everybody tonight? Good. Yeah, we're doing Very fine. good. How are you, Rob? I'm doing okay. I'm looking forward to um, to to the night to uh, getting getting some. Uh, I've I've got a couple of things to discuss here. Let's get him. No, yes, son of a bitch got by me. <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, well, I mean, it's and he's taunting me. This thing is taunting me. I'm just, you know, I'd be sitting there. I'm looking at the the computer monitor, and I have a you know notepad up, and it's white, and the little black thing is flying by me. You know, <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> you know what's worse than that? It, I was we were doing it when we were on uh, the other night, and I have a touch screen, and my touch screen is not a capacitive touch screen like your iPhone or something. It's actually it has four cameras. Um, oh wow! In either corner, and so it actually tracks my my finger motion across the surface. Really? So yeah, it's a cheap way of doing a uh, touch sensor. Um, but what it means is if a moth comes along or a gnat, and it lands on my monitor, my cameras will literally pick it up, and a moth will literally start selecting things across my monitor while I'm watching it. And awesome. we, were, we were on the other night, and, and Nicole was sitting next to me, and I swatted at the monitor, and she's like, don't do that, we're on. And I said, no, 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 you don't understand. It, it was selecting stuff. You know? <laughs> we were about to go offline. I mean, seriously, it was about to hang up on us. <laughs> well, the moth didn't want to hear it. Maybe, yeah, maybe it uh, had uh, other plans. Maybe it was some kind of maybe you know, had intelligence or something. Maybe it wanted to tune to a different network. Yeah. <laughs> maybe insects maybe aren't it, fans, fans of Gabnet. Who knows? Maybe it was. He was probably afraid it was, was, was going to go like the ex hamster or someplace like that, and he didn't want to bring that up there. It could have yeah. been a conservative moth, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah, it accidentally hits the back button and it goes to the last site you were looking at. <laughs> well, one thing I know about those little gnats, and I have a little bit of a. In all our apartments here, we have a. Uh, a kind of a little fruit fly problem. I think they come through the drain pipes or something. It's just common. We're used to it. And those things, and they're like gnats a little bit, they're slow enough that you think they're easy to kill. Yes. But they're not. It's like this, they, they just go around slowly, but then you go for them. Then they know how to zip away. I think yeah. what well, it is part mad. of it. It's the yeah. air pressure. Yes. Yeah, it's the air mean. pressure that when like, you when you go like that, they get they get propelled right. Yeah, I got like so many empty beer cans around here. I don't know if they're fruit flies or gnats or something, but it's like oh, Jugs is home in the middle like, of the week. It's you know big, so you know, mess of you know bugs flying around. Here. I think they're reincarnated drunks. Yeah, they're fruit <laughs> flies. Yeah, so yeah, yeah Doug, they, Doug they, you're they, at home. Uh, they follow me throughout the day there. So anyway, yeah. Doug, why are you at home in the middle of the week? Yeah. What happened? Uh, because I got everything done the uh, first part. Oh. Anyway, so. Um, yeah, that's good. Nice. <laughs> well, good. It was kind of worrisome. Yeah. So, Rin, you, you, uh, you know, I've got a couple of, I've got a couple of cool topics. I, I got a, a, a topic that I want to bring up. But before we do, and it's it's something that we, I, I know I've talked about on this program and other programs. But before I get to it, you had said that uh, you, you texted me saying that you had some stuff on Ebola. And, and I, hey, look, yeah. we've been covering Ebola uh, between Albert and this program for, since the when two people had it and there was a threat. So <laughs> go right ahead. And, now, uh, and speaking of Ebola, you. You are recovered from your Ebola, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's I, good. I listened to the, the show 20, last night. You just, just said to, the 24-hour Ebola. No, that's right. <laughs> the 24-hour Marburg. Um, <laughs> no, is that that you have a flu shot and you feel achy and yucky and and it's like I don't want to take that on camera. So yeah. I, 
That doesn't I affect know me that way. Guys were on. Huh? I don't have. I don't. That is, uh, the flu shot doesn't affect me. I don't feel it. You know, I guess certain people do. I, I, I get nothing. It radiates from it. heat for like four days. Oh wow! Yeah. And and then um, uh, that first day, that day I have it, I just feel like crap. My my shoulder, you get like a muscle ache in the in the in the mm, spot. Yes. That I get, but as far as um, you know, how it affects me in terms of how I feel, I'm, I there's no symptoms at all. I'm, I'm not saying it's not psychosomatic. I'm oh, just okay. saying that's how I felt. <laughs> so, um, so, why don't you give us a... a, a, a... <laughs> yes. So, what do you have on Ebola for us? Well, I have a, a few stories actually. That um, in uh, JF, uh, JFK Airport, Dulles O'Hare, Hearts Jackson, which is out of Atlanta. Wait a minute, you said Newark. Dulles? Dulles, yeah. Wow, I'm like I could throw a rock and hit Dulles. Yeah, okay. and Newark Liberty, which is ninety four percent of all the international travel. They're going to be screening all the passengers coming from Africa. What does that mean? Like they're going to have a, a they're going to get like a, a physical med- examination or something? Me- medical staff are going to be there and the airlines are paying for it. Well, yeah, and wow. the funny thing is, you know, the right wing is like saying these guys, all they have to do is take, um, you know, some aspirin or something to get their temperature down and they'll be able to get through. No, well, the, 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 they, they have a, a, you know, this is what they're looking to do. I mean, you know. That's they're poking at everything that side, right? The conservative uh, side. Horrible. So it's horrible. I mean, the right wing wants to stop all travel. Oh yeah. Oh, that that really yeah. Example. Stop commerce. How do you do that? And and do you stop it? You mean you ground airplanes everywhere? Nothing comes in or out of this country. Is that what they're yeah. saying they want to do? From uh, Africa. Yeah. Well, you can't. Yeah. Well, what happens if yeah. I don't fly yeah. from Africa? What happens if I've gone from yeah. Liberia to I don't know London, and then yeah. from London to Africa uh, to the states? I mean, that's yeah. just there's stupid. There's a questionnaire that, that they're filling out. So um, if they say, you know, the, you know, have you been in Africa in the last 30 days? And they check yes, which hopefully they would do. Um, then they would be seen by the medical staff. Well, I tell you, the worst thing I heard was on the – and this guy really – I'm surprised he has a show. And, and, you know, he shouldn't have shows. It's Andrew Wilco. And he, um, had where is he from? I don't, I've never heard of him. Is he a national talk show host he's or on, he's, on, he's, on, he's on, he's on, oh, okay. he's on serious Patriot. He's the worst fucking talk show host in the world. Worse than Hannity and all that. And he's, I, I think he says a lot of this shit just to try to bring attention to himself, hoping that he's going to get some type of publicity. But he was like, he brought up that like, suppose and that's what you're doing. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm just passing on what this moron has to say. But he was like saying that supposedly that the, you know, the border guards in Mexico that he keeps on saying that we have a porous border, we have an open border and all that caught 12 people from ISIS trying to cross over. And he had like this congressman, I don't know who the congressman was, <laughs> who came on and is like, so what do you think about the story? And the congressman's like, uh, I don't know anything about the story. And it's like, oh, well, uh, okay, well, I don't want to put you in the spot and all that. But, I mean, it's just, this, you know, spreading this paranoia is it, just bizarre. You yeah. know, I, 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 these, these, uh, these 
these these hosts of these programs, like you said, they they say things just to say things. Well, yeah, you played that one the other day. That that one crazy woman. Yeah, that lady there. Well, who, who's the um, who's the guy that got thrown off Fox? Um, Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck. That's oh, who. Man. Oh, oh, man, he's he, might he, be the worst of all. Yeah, he's like times ten since he's got off Fox. He has his own network, has his own plays. So, so I, I want to play something for you. Mm. You want to hear Glenn Beck? Oh, wonder. Oh, Priorities do. <laughs> you, you, listen to Glenn Beck. The new Y95 Morning Zookeepers, Glenn Beck and Tim Hattrick. We told our bosses oh. right up front, we don't need gimmicks to sell the new Y95. We've got a better mix of music. Great DJs who don't yak too much. Plenty of easy contests for you to win lots of free money. And more continuous music. Plus the new Morning Zoo with us, Glenn and Tim. Y95 Airborne Traffic And report. special zoo guests. Yeah, you never know who will So hey, with all that to offer on the new Y95, who needs gimmicks? The new Y95 means music and very few gimmicks you can't see that but there's a chimp in between them oh there was that when they said free cash there was money falling from the sky this is what i'm saying about these guys everybody takes them so seriously but all he did he was a morning zoo host he was a guy who was on the radio looking to make a living when he realized the morning zoo thing wasn't his thing he found his thing and now this is his morning zoo he his yeah. you know all these guys they're out there earning a buck and and what they're doing is they're under the guise of of serious you know uh, politics and people take them seriously now and the guy's nothing more than just a hack where where is his credentials you know anyway that's just my little rant on on these did i get him i think i got him he's a former drunk too oh well i mean look people you know that's not that's neither here nor there i mean look you're 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 a a current drunk in there yeah you're a current drunk and we take you here you're the resident alcoholic of gabinet that's fine that he's a former alcoholic i mean you know whatever but he the the point the point is that he was looking to do an act he got into radio to do an act, and anybody who believes what anybody on the radio says is nuts. I can tell you yeah, from yeah, my he, twenty he, plus years in radio, people call you for no apparent reason, and I didn't work in talk radio. I worked in music radio. People call you and they ask questions. We need you to settle a bet. We need you to settle an argument. We need this. This kind of thing happens all the time. Okay, what is it? What about da, 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 whatever it is? Whatever the the, the bet is. And then when you give your opinion, they take it as fact and they hang up. I mean, who the hell am I? I'm a guy spinning the Beatles. You know, <laughs> I, tell you, I tell you the best thing with Glenn Beck is if you go on YouTube and he was on this interview with uh, Katie Court and she was like taking questions from her audience. And like supposed to where Glenn Beck said, like, uh, Obama is against the white culture. And, oh, that it, thing. Yeah. And, yeah. And, she, and she asked him, it was like, what do you mean by the white culture? Oh my God, he just tap danced around that and pretty much like accused her of like trying to put her on the spot and all that. But I mean, yeah, I mean, the guy's a well, shit. He's a well, joke. I mean, I mean, he's promoting this thing now. Like, you know, hire this, you know, buy this guy's book, and he's going to teach you to be the, this big badass in six seconds where you can just take care of yourself. My guy, if you look at Glenn Beck, if he doesn't have his bodyguards around him, he's pissing himself yeah. if he has any type of physical competition. That's, that's, that's kind of how the right, uh, you know, well, Katie Kirk, you mentioned when, when, when uh, Sarah, Katie Kirk uh, 
interviewed Sarah Palin, you know, her response is like, oh, that was a gotcha question. Oh, that was, you know, the fact that she couldn't name a magazine that she reads. Or newspaper. It's it's, it's, it's Katie Couric's fault because she asked, had the nerve to ask that question. Yeah. So that's how it works. We're joined by uh, uh, Jason. Uh, Jason is uh, joined us, and we lost uh, Damien for some reason. I don't know what happened to Damien, but uh, Damien Jason got a haircut. Yeah, yeah, he did. It's all, he's nice. all, what do you call that? I, a haircut. You know, I, I was inspired. Do you watch the TV show The Vikings? No, no, I don't. Oh man, it's an awesome TV show. But there's the main guy on there. He has kind of like a long hair, and it's in a braid and stuff, but. That's what I'm kind of going for on the sides to keep it shaved. And you're going to let the top continue to grow, or are you going to? Yeah. So the top's going to keep getting longer. Yeah, I don't think. You I'm, need, don't you need to wear the hat with the horns on the side if you really want to be like? <laughs> I think I'm just going to. Go ahead. Doug. Uh, put a tattoo on the side of your head. Yeah. Oh, that's like the guy on uh, Sons of Anarchy. Uh, that's what uh, I think Alex always compares the show. It's like uh, prehistoric Sons of Anarchy or something like that. But the, the guy who has the tattoos all over the sides of his what's his name? He's right now. He's kind of an egg. I've been watching. Anybody watch Sons? No. Nah. Oh, what a great show! Um, yeah, it's I hear in its it last is. season right now, and uh, the the one of the 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 sons, one of the the MC members, his whole he's really cool looking. It's all tattooed all around the side, and he had he keeps hair on the top like that. Uh, it's shorter than that, but uh, and all around the side is is this really cool looking tattoo, and I mean it's really cool. And, you know, and that it hurt. Yeah, <laughs> I don't believe it's real, but you know, I, I think uh, no, but people do it. They do their face. They do oh their yeah, no, I always thought it'd be cool to do your head too, because then if you don't like it, you can just grow your hair out. But yeah, yeah. this is true. In, back in the early eighties, the, uh, the guitar player for the Plasmatics, uh, Ricky Stotts, had like a mohawk. And he had like a chainsaw tattooed on the side of his head. And I mean, I had a buddy of mine went up and asked him, I was like, why, why do you have a tattoo on the side of your head? And he was like, why are you wearing glasses? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he needs that tattoo then. Like, you need your glasses. That's we got right. off topic here a little bit, Rin. Did you have more uh, Ebola oh, news? I did. Yeah, Ebola uh, stuff, yeah. Yeah, well, it, 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 I was just going to go with the flow. <laughs> oh, sure, but we uh, can get back to it now. And- okay. Well, uh, the... So, so, <laughs> go ahead, go she ahead. I'm sorry. I, I can't resist the dancing. I, I, I just, I, I sing that song sometimes during the day. <laughs> it's just, it's very catchy. So, the, of the, it uh, is the catchy, fun- isn't that? You weren't being funny <laughs> there. <laughs> uh, so, the, the, uh, in addition to the airports that I, I mentioned previously, the other five international airports will um, be doing screenings soon, but uh, these are the ones that are doing them now. Mm. So well, that's um, good to know because, like I said, Dulles is an international airport, and I really, right. literally, I'm you know, I'm in the flight path. path, uh, path. It's, oh wow! Uh, I'm yeah, we're here. It's like a you know, it doesn't get closer than where that's I right. am from to Dulles. So well, did you mention Detroit? Detroit? Did you mention Detroit? Right? No. Was that the Ronald Reagan Airport? Reagan Airport think, is uh, is uh, closer. It's called National. It's uh, closer to D.C. It's about uh, twenty. Okay. It's about twenty or thirty minutes from here. We're like New York. We have two. You know, you've I got Kennedy and Laguardia. Point. They're very close together. They're both uh, 
I believe they're both international airports at this point. In, yeah. Um, well, have a fun used to be at one time, Kennedy was the international airport in LaGuardia. It didn't, but now I think they're all international. I think including national and, and Dulles, because I know I've flown from, uh, I've flown out of the country from Dulles, so hmm. I know it's an international airport. Uh, and the other uh, second story I have is that the burial crews in Sierra Leone uh, went on strike for hazard pay. Wow. Yeah. They were leaving bodies in the street. Oh, that's wonderful. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's nice. Yeah. That's what, what nice people. Leaving bodies, bodies in the street. Yeah, leaving yeah. up the Halloween. Anyway. And uh, the, the, um, the guy in... Uh, Texas. Yeah, he died. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. 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 And if the hospital had some sort of test, they wouldn't have sent him home the first time. Because he went to the hospital feeling fluish. They gave him some antibiotics and sent him on his way. Well, you, oh, have really? nurse, you have that nurse in Spain, you know, who went over yeah. and said that she was they, feeling They sick. killed her dog. <laughs> I heard about that. Oh, a friend of mine on Facebook was all in. She's a big dog advocate and she... Mm -hmm. She uh, she's really incensed by that. Yeah, but I, I understand I, it. It sucks, but I understand it. I mean, there's you know, uh, how do you even detect it if it's in an animal? Can it be transferred to canines? See, I, I don't do. They think know that. A, that so, a, what do you do with these animals? Um, you know, you put them in a pound and find out. Quarantine them, yeah. Can you do that? Can you keep them? I mean, do they have a place where they can keep them that separated? And oh, uh, how sure do you, you deal can. with the animal? And you know, it's hard it, to keep an animal's, especially fluids. dogs, keep a keep their body fluids off of you because they're constantly licking or you know yeah, anything. You get close to an animal. I tell you, it's going to be the perfect excuse for me because my wife wants to see her uh, brother who is you know suffering from cancer. For the Christmas time, and I really don't want to go there. So now I can just say, "It's like, hey, listen, you know, I got to watch three dogs. I don't want them in the pound, and they might be, you know, subjected to, a, you know, a ball eye there." So <laughs> such an ass. <laughs> He's got cancer, Doug. Oh, Doug, man. <laughs> I don't, you know, but I don't. I, I hate traveling during. I, I hate traveling during the holidays. I, I do too. More than you, you and, love and, your brother-in-law. What's that? More than you love your brother-in-law? but it's still I mean, family. I, listen. Yeah, but my brother-in-law. I, I have no relationship with my actual family. My, you know, father who's still alive. You know, <laughs> my mother, my brother. I have no relationship with them whatsoever. Doug, so. I have a question for you about that. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I have, I I have a, you know, because you're a family act. man yourself, right? You've got two daughters. Oh yeah, and, and do wife. you have a tight relationship with your daughters? And two dogs, well, two and a half dogs. Do you have a tight relationship with your? <laughs> do you have a tight relationship you with your daughters? Are they close I, to it, you? As, as much as they allow yeah. me to have with them, because they're you until know, they uh, find out what dog yeah, does in the hotel room. But the, so, so the question is, uh, you have you have no relationship with your parents. The only ones now, I, I know, I get it. We all, our parents. You, you, you go back and you nitpick, and you 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 can pick any kind of thing out to 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 call your parents out. But you get one mother, you get one father, and when they're gone, they're gone. Now, would you like it if your if your daughters suddenly just said they don't want anything to do with you? 
That's not going to happen because I'm not an asshole to you know, towards my <laughs> daughters. The real question is, what's he going to do when they turn? I tell you, I tell you a good example. I mean, you know, my parents were always like, "You got to be number one. You got to be ahead of everybody. Fuck everybody else, and all that." So they encourage you to And, and they're just, yeah. You know, I, I mean, there was no compliments. Yeah. It was always criticism. When I like told them my daughter was getting to UNCW, it was like, "Why not Harvard?" You know, I mean, it was them that broke up with. You know, it was them that separated from me, not me. It was them that just said, you know, I, I, you know I'm the biggest embarrassment in their life. You know, I've accomplished nothing. I'm a, you know, I, you know, you know yeah, I, I'm a loser. You've got a pull. Of course, you've accomplished something. Well, sure <laughs> I have. But anyway, but but but, but my parents, the, but but you're anyway, Dan, 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 hear me out. Dan, hear me out. Would you would would you accept somebody who treated your wife and kids like shit? And then when all this thing came, came to a head, they send you first a copy of the will with my wife and I out of it. Okay, that's fine. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, that's between that's, us. That's and, and, and then when my mother was dying, and yeah, and I, I wasn't going to go down there anyway, so I will say that because I just, you know, I have a real, you know, my mother and my father are just, you know, just, you know, they're, they're, they're lowering well shit, in my opinion. But, um, but anyway, when my mother was dying, my father got my mother to sign the will to have my kids out of their will. Do they have any other? Well, you have a brother. I know that. So I got a brother. He's an asshole. It, I care but, less about him. So, anyway. but, but is he tight with your parents? What's that? Is he tight with your parents? Yeah, he is. And this is and kind of like you know, it, it, it shames me to think that it's like David, my brother. Uh, you know, if. If you have somebody acting this way towards your family, you would accept that? No, I get that. I guess if, if they're, you know, look, you got your daughters and you're proud of your family and all that. Yeah. And, and if you've got uh, your, your mother and father saying look, stuff like that, I get that. That's yeah. Listen, when I started dating my wife, uh, my, I worked for the same company my father worked for who was kind of like, you know, kind of like the upper management. And I swear to God, I, I almost believe as soon as I started dating my wife – I was living in Atlanta. I was going to be like the sales rep in the Atlanta area. And then like as soon as I started dating my wife, it's sort of like, you know what? We got a territory in Mississippi. And guess what? We're moving into the Mississippi. I think that was my father's way of like, you know, trying to make some distance between my wife and I. And it didn't work. So they didn't like your wife? No, no, no. Yeah, he always thought that, you know, she was like, you know, some redneck chick. They were, they were always like that. I mean, this is my, you know, my father was always, and I'm not trying to make you all a Dr. Phil or all, all that. I mean, I, I like bring girls home, you know, you know, sort of like, this is who I'm dating. And, and right away it's like, she's not very good looking. You know, wow. you know, her family, you know, there's like white trash and stuff like that. I mean, they were always judgmental. Like very, judge, very judgmental. Yeah. So, yeah, well, hey. I, I got that, some of that from my parents too. I mean, I obviously have a different picture and they'll kind of, you know, it kind of, Flinched me a little bit because the loss of my mom is kind of fresh in my mind. She passed away in June, but you know, and I and mom and uh, both my parents are gone. And you know, I was just over talking to my brother the other day. My brother and I are still close, and uh, that's it is nice to have a close family. And it's too bad I can't feel sorry for you, Doug, that that didn't happen for you. Don't don't feel sorry because my my close is my one. My two kids and That's my dogs right. and, and, you know, my in-laws and all that. 
But I mean, hell, my damn brother sent me a damn message the other day on Facebook. Just, I mean, it's out of blue. It's like, can you call up dad and bury the hatchet? And it's like, I, you know, I didn't well, start this thing. It was on him. Where did that come from? Was that maybe, did your father, do you think your father told him to reach out to you? Or do you think uh, that it was your brother's idea? That's probably my brother's idea. He thinks he's like this mediator that's just going to come in and take place. But, I mean, but, you know, my brother's a cocksucker. So, anyway, I'm just uh, – I'm, I'm sorry. Sounds, I, sounds I, like I got to – sounds I, like uh, I, if, ever I, if ever I get a show on Gabnet, I'm getting you, your parents, and your and your brother together, and we're going to have it out on Dr. Dan. Dr. Dan show. There you go. Oh, I love it. The Dr. Dan show. And I'm not even a doctor, but those people. But you can play one on the radio. Yeah. So I might as well say I'm Dr. Dan. You get either me or my father or my. It's all of you. All of you. You just change your name. Your first name is Dr. Your second name is Dan. That's right. There we go. Doug, how go. long has it been since you spoke it. to your dad? Uh, five and a half years. What about your brother? Uh, over a year ago, because he was trying to like, yeah, as I said before, yeah, it, it was like, actually, I'm glad this happened. It should have happened years ago. But saying, so what would, what would it hurt if you did just be like, hey, you know what's up? You know, I don't, you know, act like nothing happened or whatever, just... Just talk to the guy for a minute. You know, who knows? Maybe he's. I, I I don't I don't have any desire to do that. Do your or, daughters it, have a relationship with them? It's, it's, it's at the point where I know some people. I, I guess some of these like you know religious folks on Facebook like you need to forgive, you need to forgive, and it's like at the point it's like wait a minute, this guy treated my family like crap, me like crap, and I got to forgive? That ain't gonna happen. What you've got there is a negative attachment. You you hate them, which is not the opposite hate, of love. No, no, I don't hate them. I've forgotten about them. I just want to move on. No, you yeah, haven't. but you, you are very about passionate about them. Exactly. Stuff. It's not indifferent at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah there's, you stuff, are. There's, stuff, there's some stuff happening, Doug. You, it's like you forgive everybody on here. On. Listen, as I said – Every time they came over, they caused some type of you know drama, and it was just like, and it was like silly. And well, yeah, I tell you, I did example. This is gross, and I, I and I apologize for this. But my, oh, this, this is going to be strap in. Oh boy. <laughs> anyway, like you know, my parents would come visit. They always call some type of like you're not paying enough attention to us. You're not this and that and everything else. But anyway, my damn parents were like leaving after they came to visit and my father's like um uh, uh, oh by the way your 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 toilet's clogged bye and it's like oh yeah thanks a lot well so then the, the damn next visit they come on over my father goes up and does his you know whatever he does and then he comes downstairs and is like uh your toilet's clogged so i go get the damn plunger or whatever the auger or whatever and it's like okay dad here you go take care of the situation i'm not doing that and I'm like, well, I, you did it. I'm not doing it. It's and, a better plumbing. Yeah, he ended, he ended up made my mother. He ended up made my mother do it. That's just a well. Then you made your you mother were, do it too. Yeah. I, no, 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 no. You your mother wound up doing it. You didn't take the plunger away from her. It's your toilet. 
No, it's your no. toilet. He's a guest. A good house. host flushes his own toilet. Yes. <laughs> that, uh, that, that's disgusting. If I did that, well, of course it's disgusting. It's to be. Listen, I would take care of that myself. Any person, I'm sure anybody on this panel would take care of themselves, but not think that they're so high and mighty that their shit is for somebody else, not for them to take care of. And then he makes, you know, you know, my mother do that. But but as I say, it's just like. So, Doug, do, do your daughters have any relationship at all with your with no, either your no, brother no, or your no, parents? Or your well, I, tell you, I tell you a good example of what happened there. And this is pretty much the main reason. My youngest daughter, when all this little breakup took place, now my parent, my father had nothing to do with either one of my daughters, never contacted them for birthdays or anything like that. And my mother would always contact my oldest daughter. And my oldest daughter was like, why don't you call Katie up? She would never call Katie up. Katie's my youngest daughter. Well, anyway, one day Katie had a serious accident, nearly killed her, could have paralyzed her. She was in ICU for, you know, for wow. weeks or almost a month or so. Oh, my God. And when this – yeah, I mean, she had a horrible fall, broke several bones in her body. I, I mean, it was the worst day of my life. You know, when my parents found out about it, did they do anything? Did they contact my youngest daughter? No. Wow. Nothing. And so I, I show up at this – I go to, like, this trade show. And I have all these people like coming up. Hold on one second. Damn. Computer up. And um, so I got these people calling. And, and, and like, no, my parents, you know, they're probably saying it's like my fault. You know, it, it's all based on me. So, you know, I get these guys come from this trade show that know me and my folks. And they're like saying, hey, you need to call your father up and all that. And then I tell them, like, it was like, listen, my daughter had a serious accident. What was her reaction to it? And they're like, well, I hope they sent flowers and a gift or called them up and all. I was like, nah, they did nothing. And so that word got back. This is like four or five months later after the accident. And, and, you know, I shouldn't have told him anything. I should have just said, you know what guys, it's none of your freaking business. And anyway, so I told him, well, it gets back to my parents that they're probably saying, well, you said, you know, you didn't contact us, you know, your daughter, you know, your you know, granddaughter and all that. Well, anyway, my mother, once again, didn't contact Katie, who was in the accident, left a voice mailbox message for my oldest daughter saying, hey, we're hoping Katie is OK. Oh, geez. so I, I, you know, it's like, you know, how can you have a relationship with somebody that's so freaking disconnected and thinks so little of their damn grandkids and yeah. everything else? Yeah. Yeah, everything for them was always a show. So it's like, you know what? Yeah, you you want to call me dysfunctional? I have no problem. Do it. But you know, one other thing to look at, Doug, is your parents, were they successful at all financially? I mean, my father was, but, you know, my father was kind of like, he wanted to be Donald Trump, but he wasn't. You could could look at having a relationship with him as an investment. What did your dad do? You get back in the will, you mean? Yeah. I I, I, I don't want anything. I I mean, he could be worth $30 million. I have nothing to do with him. I have absolutely. I, I don't want anything. It, it, matter of fact, for them, if if somehow I was on the will and they were worth millions of dollars, which is not, I would donate that money to the United Negro College Fund just to piss them off because you're know, the biggest freaking racist in the world. Yeah. 
<laughs> so maybe That's, there are not every case. I mean, see, I, I have trouble relating to that because I come from a, a very tight knit uh, family. Yeah. And, 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 and yeah, you know, look, you, every family has blemishes and fights and, and disagreements. And, but you, you know, it is what it is. It's, you know, listen, it disturbs a lot of people. I have people contact me all the time. It's like, Oh, come on, you know, do this and that. And it's like, I'd be curious to hear their it, perspective. It, not, on it. It's like, you're not, it's like, you're not in my shoes. Be fun. It would be fun if your father was on the citizen panel and could rebut, yeah. rebut, rebut. Oh, he, he would say everything, everything I was say. telling you was a lie. Yeah, it, it, it as, was as like. As a matter of fact, Doug on the line right now. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be awesome. And I, would, and I, I, would I think we just came up with a new time. format. That'd yeah. be one thing to get Doug to, to finally hang up. <laughs> <laughs> I would. But, but, I definitely would. But you know what, um, Rob, and anybody else who's listening, I think maybe we just maybe hit on another. Uh, avenue that the citizen panel format could go possibly yeah, i think so like we can ambush uh, pe- members of the citizen Am- panel we do <laughs> a little research on them and uh, find out what their achilles uh, heel is and uh, we yeah. can and contact the them on the side and like we can interview Jerry them a little bit <laughs> and then just quickly bring them on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like uh like the seinfeld episode with the uh right. w- w- with the Merv griffin set what's up Rin? Um, I, before I forget to, to tell you guys, I got another email from Albert, and he sends his love to the panel. Awesome. I spoke with him as well. Um, after uh, after you had said that, I think it was you told me that you had contact with him or somebody on the panel. I said, you know, I, that's true. I need to reach out to him and just say hi. So uh, he also sends his regards. Uh, I think I spoke with him over the – he emailed a couple of times over the weekend. And um, he was saying that he just wanted to get in touch with everybody at some point and having like a just a little Skype chat with everybody off air mm-hmm. just to catch up. So, but he's doing well. He's happy. What I need to do with my app. He's he's happy and he's uh, enjoying his uh, free time with his wife, being silly, having fun, having some cocktails in the evening, and yeah, yeah. So he's doing very well. Yeah, he's, he's seeing he's... Albert all over the place. Yeah, and yeah. that's cool. Good for him. It'd be. It'd... You know, it'd be, uh, I mean, obviously up to him, but, you know, if there was a way, maybe a weekend or something like that, he could, if he could, uh, like, do maybe a weekly thing or something. Because we, he is missed and we love everybody. But, uh, yeah, Albert, I like Albert. I like everybody. I like you. I like Alex. I like Jim. I like Miranda. It's a a love fest. Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) It's a Dr. Dan love fest. (laughs) <laughs> on the next Dr. Dan. Yeah. Yeah. There oh, we go. Dog. Uh, yeah. Oh, he, he's got to go plunge the toilet. To another beer. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, you know that, I mean, uh, that's, I, I, I kind of like that. We're, we're learning a lot here, you know, yeah, there's yeah. a lot, what's going on behind, uh, behind those beers. There's something going on. You oh, look, know, you know why the beers are there. Probably. Yeah. Medication. We, how many beers did he say he drank last night when we were, was it like it's 21 like or something? Did, did he get his highest? A lot. Yeah. I was like, really? We'll ask him when he gets back. How yeah. much? I mean, David. Um, There's a reason it? for that. He he drank like 20 beers that, in one sitting. That's so crazy because his beers still, they're like the, what, 8 9%? You're talking no. about David. No, David. Doug's too. He drinks the oh. Ice House. 
Oh, oh he yeah. does? Yeah. yeah. I don't know how me, he does it, man. Me and my wife, we went out to a beer tasting, and it was like craft beers, and whew, I, I was drinking them like I drink regular beer, and let's just say I woke up in the morning, didn't know how I got home. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Uh, Luckily, somebody drove me home, and it was oh, not good. a good yeah. method. I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he function night after night after night. I mean, I, I he probably doesn't think it's a problem because he doesn't start until he's done with his day. But I have an uncle who, you know, he's been gone many, many, many years. But he was a guy who worked his ass off during the day. He was a carpenter. And he worked his ass off. He had his own business. And he was a talented carpenter. But he would go home at night, and I'll never forget them because we, he used to live in Brooklyn, and we used to go to visit his house. And ba- that was back in the day when, like, you can get beer delivery and such. And he'd have these big cases of, um, I think it was Schaefer beer, the big quart bottles. And he would have cases of them piled up outside of his door in his hallway in his apartment building. And all night long drinking Schaefer, quarts and quarts of Schaefer wow. beer. And he he would say, there's nothing wrong. I go to my, I go to my job. I work. I do everything. I'm functional I do. drunk. Exactly. He went from that. He, he was gaining all this weight. So he decided, okay, I'm going to stop the beer. And then I'm going to switch to scotch. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. That's, that's <laughs> and then he started going through a bottle of scotch every night. Oh my God! Because you know you can, it, you know, just starting to put this stuff down. He was drinking a bottle of scotch a night. Then he realized now he's in trouble, right? So he backed off to wine. He switched from scotch back to wine, and he was going through a, he was going through a shit ton of wine every night. You know, I mean, my uncle had a, a million phobias. Afraid of so many things. He didn't like getting in cars. He never had a license. He was afraid of everything. He was a wonderful man. He's a funny guy. I mean, especially you go over there on a, you know, he's, he used to love to throw family barbecues. And he was just a lot of fun, a very warm family man, great guy. But he had this issue and all his phobias caused him to drink and it eventually got him. I don't know. You know, I don't know about that. He wound up with Parkinson's and. You know, I don't know where that comes from. I don't know if it had anything to do with his drinking, but he died a young man. He didn't die an old man, that's for sure. And but I mean, I think we're sure pot's illegal. What's that? I said we should make sure that pot stays illegal. Why is that? I know that is so ridiculous. He's being sarcastic. Oh, okay. I was going to say because yeah. uh, you know I think that's the one thing that you can do and and not have any ill effects from. I, I, we were. Oh, I was talking to Miranda about this. The other night, we were Skyping together. Just I hadn't spoken to her in a really long time. Just maybe two hours just chatting on Skype, and the, this whole subject came up about pot. And, uh, and, and, and it's, it, it, it's, it's a medicinal drug, and it's a great drug if you don't let it take over your life because you can. I have, a, you know, I have friends and family who – I used to work with a guy in radio, one of the most talented guys, music radio, when I was working – it was 1979 – this guy was one of the funniest afternoon drive jock at the number one station in the market. He could not function unless he was stoned. And if he got under a half an ounce of pot, he would panic because he didn't know how he would live his life. He didn't know how he would do his radio program. He didn't know how to, what he was going to do if he didn't have his pot. And he would get crazy. Oh, my God, I, 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 I got to get more. I got to get more. I'm like, just really? I mean, I don't, I don't know what life is like without it. That's an yeah. addiction, you know, but he's an addiction. That's true. And as much as I love pot, I can't, I can't picture that because 
when I smoke pot, it's always at the – I don't smoke unless it's the very, very end of the day mm-hmm. on wine. But when I smoke it, man, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> when, I'll when just was, say it right now. When I was younger, you know, I was the type – I'd wake and bake. And I'd smoke all day long. Mm. And then finally I got to the point I'm like, dude, I'm a loser. I ain't doing nothing with myself and just boom, done. But you know, you said you said that about yourself. You're a loser, right? You awaken in bacon. I have a cousin and her husband at the time. He's he's no longer on this earth. He passed away young. But these people are wake and bakers and they're not losers. They are successful people. I don't know. I, when I stayed there for a week, uh, I wake up at 730 in the morning and her husband is getting ready to go to work. He was a developer and he would you know, be traveling all over. California, up and down the coast on his different jobs. And here it is. I'm having a cup of coffee and he's lighting a water pipe. And I'm like, how do you do that? He goes, I, this is the only one. It's what I know. I get up, I light a bowl, you know, and all day long I'm keeping, you know, I keep it charged. And, but you would never know it. You, and you would never know it by talking to him. You would never, he was a successful business guy. He just, it's, it was a way of life. I don't, they're afraid to live life without it, I think. It's an addiction, That's, no question. Yeah, that, that to me is, is just because when I smoke, I don't want to have to do anything. That's why I yeah, wait to the day when any responsibility is gone. Cause exactly. Yeah. I and mean, that's why I was saying I was becoming a loser because I'd rather I just want to sit on the couch and watch TV and not really do anything, not yeah. put forth an effort for anything. You know, and I could see if it became legal now, I'd give this crap up. I wouldn't drink alcohol anymore. <laughs> I'd come home from work. I'd you know do all my stuff around my house. I'd put my kid to bed, have dinner, do all that, and I'm sitting down at the end of the day, still like now with alcohol. You know, I have my couple of days a week that I drink. But it'd probably be more regularly. But you know, I'd sit down, be watching my shows at the end of the day, and spark one up, take a couple yeah. of hits, and be done. Hey, I'm just bed. curious. Uh, just curious. What state are you in? Michigan. Okay, so are the pot laws pretty, pretty stringent up there still, or relaxing at all, or certain towns decriminalized? Yeah, certain towns they've decriminalized it, but you know, it's still okay. it's, it's not even the law issue. It's you know if. You trying to job. get it, get a hold oh, of it, kind of thing. That. Yeah, that's a true. Job uh, drug test you. Drug test. That's true. Even yeah. though it could be legal for you to do it, you could have a prescription. But hey, we're a national company. It's not legal nationally. So guess what? Uh-huh. Even though you have a medical prescription, you can't do it. Really? Oh, that's yeah. that's terrible. The guy fired that's from wrong. Walmart. That is wrong. Guy fired from Walmart because he tested positive for marijuana. Was it? What was it? Prescription. Wait a minute. You was gotta he a, be high to work at Walmart anyway. <laughs> Go ahead. Was it? Was he a driver or something? Who? Why they? Why did he get tested? Uh, they have random tests for who? For their hourly nine dollar, eight dollar an hour employees? Believe so. I guess they want to check to make sure you got to be on drugs to want to work there. Maybe. I don't um, know. I really don't understand that. I mean, part time workers at eight dollars an hour, they're testing for drugs right. in states where Absolutely. it's legal. It, it it was mid, uh, medicinal, legal, but you know it, it's not. There's, you know they should just freaking legalize all. Yeah, shit. well, there's. I think sounds like there's a court case in there somewhere. If if there's a way well, it's to not because it, it's federally <clears throat> it, and Walmart is uh you know throughout they do commerce throughout all the fifty states. Mm-hmm. It's under federal law. Yeah, they that's can. What they're going by. Well, yeah, and also anybody trying to sue Walmart, good luck with that, you know. 
Well, I mean, as the more states that decriminalize, well, decriminalize is different, but the more states that legalize it for medicinal purposes to start with, Walmart's going to have a tougher time to to do that to people because more uh, more employees are going to wind up getting fired if that's the case. And 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 look, I, I imagine getting fired for taking penicillin. That's basically the same yeah, thing. But but you know what? If if you sign a contract before you start working there saying you understand that you know illegal drugs, including marijuana, then you've you've agreed with that. Okay, yeah, true. Um, which I don't know if they do that. They are just fucking Walmart. I mean, but, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't know. But that just seems odd to me. If you can show a doctor's note that you're taking this from for pain, you're taking it for uh, glaucoma, you're taking it for whatever the reason, anxiety. Right. Um, mm-hmm. That if you took that to your to your HR at Walmart and said, "Look, you know, I have this condition. It's like you're telling me I can't take penicillin or I can't take, uh, you know, co- you know." Yeah, uh, but it's, penicillin it's, doesn't make you stare at a cat. Well, Vicodin does. <laughs> and pot. I, I could look at my cats all day long. <laughs> but, that, you know, I, they're just infinitely entertaining in that state of mind. my understanding. When you start eating the cat food, that's when you. <laughs> 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 the legalization of marijuana is so hard to do across the country because the actual. Here we go. <laughs> oh, God, that was funny. I, I would think that the uh, pizza delivery companies would be lobbying for the legalization of pot, wouldn't they? Well, the yeah, I'm sure Papa John. Well, there he's such a right winger. Yeah, know, John Snatter. There, bag. he's yeah, he is a douchebag. I I won't eat their pizza anymore. I used to eat it yeah. because it was quick delivery, um, but I stopped because of their. I don't like him. Well, there's got to be – how close are you to actual D.C.? There's got to be some really good independent pizza joints around you. Not where I live. You'd have to travel 45 minutes to get Mm -hmm. anything decent. And so if I want pizza, you have the choice of Papa John's or Domino's or – we have this uh, – actually, I stopped using Papa John's and I started using this local – it's still a chain – but it's an air crappy chain, yeah. but it's it's better than the other crap that's out there. What's up, Jason? When you think of cities. Oh, my Lord. Did you see? Look at look at uh, excuse me. Look at Phil's. Uh... Phil. Yeah. <laughs> away. Uh. When, you, you, when you think of cities and their pizzas, what cities do you think of in the country? Chicago and New York. Exactly. Why don't you think of Detroit? Uh, because I don't think of Detroit except for pawn the pawn show there. The- yeah, but look at Little make- Caesars. Yeah, no, Little he- Caesars is one of the biggest national pizza companies from yeah. Detroit. Yeah, and but then, that's uh, who's, who's is that good top? pizza? I've never had it. It's, they it's, make it's falafel in it, Detroit. It's American pizza. That's what is they, around America. It's a generic American pizza. Yeah, but so they is so is Papa John's Domino's. Yeah, but that's Domino's why pizza always ready. Domino's that's not pizza. That's hot Caesar's. bread. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the generic no. American pizza. Yeah, I truck. guess you, you know, but then they sell American that everywhere pizza here. Comes from Brooklyn. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I tell you, I used to live in Chicago, and I love Chicago pizza. But do you remember on the Daily Show when John Stewart went on this whole big tirade against Chicago pizza? That was. 
that was really hilarious. That's a bread pan of pizza. Yeah, I like casserole. Look, but that's that's like the difference between um, Sicilian and thin slice. Well, not even because uh, I I don't even equate the two the same. The crust is completely different. It's it's almost like a a biscuit. The Chicago crust, the the real good Chicago, like uh, Uno's or Gino's. Um, Giordano's. It's got sort of a layered feel to it. Yeah, and it's got a lardy taste to it. It's like a. I love every time I go to Chicago, I'm going to Gino's East. I love it. <laughs> I mean, I they'll ship yeah. it around the country. You can call them and they'll ship it in in uh, dry ice. Nice. And and when I go to New York, when I go home, I used to live near uh, in in New Hyde Park, Long Island. There's one of the best pizza joints ever. Uh, it's called uh, print, uh, uh, Umberto's, Umberto's Pizza of New Ipoh. I thought every pizza parlor was called Ray's. Yeah, I don't think there's a, I don't think there's any good Ray's, Ray's pizza, pizza in New York anymore. I think maybe the original Ray's years ago, but everybody started calling themselves Ray's, right. and, and then it got confusing. And getting good pizza in Manhattan is is not easy because uh, in Brooklyn, oh in yeah, Brooklyn. I said to my ex-wife, we were. I was on my way to visit a factory, and uh, I and I said, just snap your fingers or clap your hands, and I'll pull over to the first open parking space. Whatever pizza parlor is closest to your door, if it's not the best pizza you ever had, uh, you know. Uh, and my ex-wife grew up in San Francisco, so she never had good pizza. Mm. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, I miss it know, here. Boom. I yeah. get it when I go home. I when I get it's that in bagels. You know, I just read a whole article the other day on the reason why bread everywhere else but it's New York sucks, and San yeah. Francisco. The the it's the water. But there's um there's a there's a there's a um a chain out there, and I can't think of the name of it. I got to dig up the article that is. Hey, they figured out what it is about the New York water, the minerals and the amount of minerals, the calcium and such that's in the New York water that. It's creates this that create well they you know <laughs> the water comes from it's it's um the water comes from the falls uh, uh in the like the catskills where a lot right. of the new york water comes from and they're saying that that has a lot to do we all know it's the water and they've been able to figure out a process to duplicate the new york brooklyn water and a, there's a couple of companies out there supposedly doing that and they they make good bread and, and pizza and stuff so uh, it all starts in michigan's great lakes that's where you get your water from <laughs> how does that work in new Just, york uh, yeah the, uh, what is it? Uh, lake uh what lake goes over to there that feeds the falls ontario? is it lake, lake ontario? ontario i think the only oh, thing okay, they made okay. detroit was falafel what the fuck is falafel? Oh, I love it's, falafel. It's a oh, Middle Eastern falafel. pita bread. Uh, it's mashed with chickpeas. Balls. Mashed chickpea balls. Yes. With delicious. delicious deep fried. Oh, <laughs> oh it's a thing. Yeah, it's a Muslim thing. That's it's a Muslim thing, yeah. Over. It's a Jews Middle Eastern. like it, too. It's not really Muslim. Nah, it's well, Middle the Eastern. Jews like it, but the Muslims make it. Yeah, it's not Muslim. It's Middle Eastern. Yeah. It's Mediterranean. It's not so, religious. It's yeah. more... It's very tasty. Oh, Hummus and baba ganoush, oh, all that stuff. I love it. Yeah. That's the one thing I miss Most about Manhattan so much. You know, used to you know lunchtime comes and what do you want today? And all you had to do was walk a hundred feet in any direction when you hit the street, and you had That's... falafel across the street. You had the El Al chicken on the corner. You had good, well, decent pizza because it's still not you know, but not good Brooklyn. sandwiches. Uh, anything you wanted was right there. That's Never had hot his... dogs. With the with the with the uh, onion uh, oh, yeah. relish, yeah. 
in uh, I used to live, I lived in Chicago for six years, and there's a there's a, a drive uh, Devon Avenue. It's well known. It's got the most Indian restaurants outside of India, and if you like Indian food, it's like almost like Mecca. It's the most. I mean, it, do you love Indian food? Indian food is like so awesome. I've had and, it uh, where it sucks. Do you want the dog or the poodle? <laughs> That's Chinese food. Don't be racist. <laughs> With green curry? With green curry? Or a red curry? Oh, I should give the yellow curry. Yellow is special for you. Don't eat yellow snow. The gunny. Gunny. <laughs> oh, got the gunny. Thank you. Come again. Oh, I got the no, gunny. Yeah. No yellow snow for you. You have yellow curry. <laughs> Can I have some chutney? I want some yeah. chutney. Think the chutney, please. Yes. Oh, you oh, guys are so much. silly. <laughs> hey, you notice that uh, since we, we were talking to Doug, he hasn't come back? See, I'm wondering if he might be on? dropped down in a fetal ball. Crying. Weeping. Yeah. 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 You think we got to him? We, we, we got through some Papa. stuff. Papa. Papa. Come back to us, Doug. <laughs> He's on the phone right now. What yeah. Doug Daddy, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Daddy. We, Tell Mommy I love her. Wow! Yeah, he hasn't come back since we. Uh, he's yeah. been gone about fifteen minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. The minute he stopped. Oh, here he is! There he is! <laughs> were you just staying? Were you just standing off camera, Doug, waiting for us to talk about? It? We thought maybe you were having a breakdown. <laughs> three times. Yeah. No, no. My wife came home, so I was like, you know, talking to her and uh, was taking place there. And oh, damn! Well, too bad. We, I would have gone off the air hopeful. Now I know nothing changed. We didn't get through. What do you think of those pictures I sent you? I haven't been able to open them yet, but I will tonight. I, okay. I was trying to walk the dog, and I'm going to need some advice. My girlfriend uh, went up to Sacramento. Uh, she's going to school there now to finish uh, uh, something. So I'm stuck walking the dog. I'm going to have to talk to Tony. I couldn't get the little one to poo tonight, so I'm, I, I got to talk to Tony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he knows about the poo-poos. Yeah. Well, I mean, there you go. That that uh, That's a great way to end the program. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I can't say good night. A good program, everybody. Don't forget the game shows yeah, tomorrow night and Friday. The exam will be on, uh, and this program will return on Monday. I'll see you tomorrow night. Thank you, yeah. Phil Meyer. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Doug. Doug, you know, we learned a lot tonight. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Dan, thank you for calling in. And Rin, of course, good to see you again as well. Take care. Good night, Rob. All right. Alex Bennett and the Ramble is up next right here, followed by Adventure Night with Revelstoke Jim's Canadian content. The exam tomorrow night at 9. I will see you then. Have a good night. Thanks for listening.